It is a league full of wildcats and bears and a cyclone that can rip through every now and then. Some might say horns down, but right now it's absolutely horns up and the winds are blowing at the right time in Oklahoma if you are a Sooner. It is all things Big 12, even in the upcoming Super Bowl. And we are going to break it all down for you today right here on Locked on Women's Basketball. Oklahoma Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, cheers, friends. It is Monday, February 5th, 2024. I was on the road last week, but so happy to be back here with you today on Monday. And I hope the sun is shining in your neck of the woods. And who is getting ready for their Super Bowl Arabs party for this Sunday? We'll talk about that later. I am Missy Heydrich. Thank you for joining us here on Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm the national correspondent here at The Next. Thanks for making Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And LinkedIn Jobs helps you find a qualified candidate you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash Locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, you can follow me at Missy Hydric on Twitter for or X, and be sure to follow this podcast at Locked on WBB. And then come see all of my amazing college and their fantastic coverage at the next, thenexthoops.com. And that's where you'll find my weekly column as well, all about college basketball during the winter months. Well, we are into the month of February. And as always, the Big 12 Conference is proving yet again to be a brutal, brutal battleground in women's basketball. No home court is safe. And no record is really safe for that matter. So today we're going to dive in and see what has been a big week of shakeups in the Big 12 standings, who is trending up, who is trending down right now, and who is holding steady, which could be good and maybe not so good. And then what do we need to watch for in the next few games over the next 10 to 12 days? And we also have a big 12 flavor in the upcoming Super Bowl this Sunday in Las Vegas, just as it absolutely shall be. Well, a week ago, uh, when the AP poll came out, it was a surprise as who was sitting at number two. And that was a team out of the Big 12. That was Kansas State. They were undefeated in Big 12 play. They'd only lost one game all season and had moved themselves to number two behind South Carolina. Part of it is they had found a way to win. You ask people across the country, and they couldn't deny the fact that this Kansas State team, without their All-American center who had gone down mid-January in Ioka Lee, was finding a way to win basketball games. Wasn't always pretty, but you grind them out as you absolutely have to do in the Big 12. And they were able to hold home court against a very tough competition. Well, let's fast forward a week now to Monday, February 5th, as it is today. The new AP poll came out a few hours ago, and we are looking at five teams from the Big 12 that are in the AP Top 25. The biggest move, obviously, is Kansas State because they dropped to number eight in the AP poll, and they are vaulted by Texas, who moves into number seven because Kansas State dropped two games this past week. They knew it was going to be a rough go. They had to go on the road 
Were they able to be able to prove themselves? Could they continue at the pace that they were going? Would their offense be able to respond? Well, the answer we found, and one of them was in Oklahoma against the Oklahoma Sooners in Norman, and they got a huge victory because Oklahoma comes out on top, 66-63, to a huge win over a top-two team, and something that helps to vault not only in confidence, but it really puts you on the radar, which is absolutely what that win did. Now, this Oklahoma team not only being able to do that over the course of last week, but then they have to go on the road themselves. And could they continue their winning way? Could they have used the win over Kansas State as a confidence builder as they have done? Well, absolutely they did that. And that is the reason why they, they get a big win at Oklahoma State over the weekend, and they have moved themselves into number 24 in this week's AP poll. Now, the biggest kind of storyline I take out of that win is not only the fact that this is an Oklahoma team that got great balance scoring and they continue to do what they have done, which is scored a very high rate. Jenny Baranchik took over this Oklahoma program a couple years ago. She brought it in a new offensive system and they are going to go. They are going to get shots. They are going to move the basketball. They are going to find open players. It's a system based on reads and cuts and flow. But this team also has rebounded and they have found a way when necessary to get stops and to defend the basketball. Currently sitting in third in the Big 12 in scoring and conference games, averaging about 72 points a game and holding their opponents to just over 65 a game as well. You go back to that Kansas State game where they win by three at home. What did they do? They forced K-State to have to play their type of system. They got them sped up, they turned them over, and they capitalized. And they forced this Wildcat squad into some bad shots. And when that happens, then they are completely out of system. Absolutely. They have taken Ioka Lee out of the middle. They've had to play different. They've had to play smaller. They've had to play faster. They've hunted more threes. Oklahoma got them sped up, and they did not respond well on the road. You flip the switch, and we'll talk about their loss at Texas in just a minute because that's one of the teams as a as a trend up, trend down. But I want to go back to this game at Stillwater just for a moment because it's also the other part of a very interesting story in the Big 12 that we have to continue to kind of keep our eyes on because it's we're, we have some things that are coming to an end. With Oklahoma and Texas exiting the Big 12 at, in, at the end of this year, at the end of the academic calendar year, and moving to the SEC, that things are going to change. Currently, 14 teams in this league. There will be more next year. And part of when all of the realignment happened a few years ago and OU and Texas made their announcement that they would be leaving, the Oklahoma State administration, their leadership from their president on down, was very clear that they would not continue the Bedlam series with Oklahoma. Bedlam goes back decades and decades and decades. It has been the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State rivalry that has just kind of spurred the state. You can ask people. It splits it right down the middle. OSU fans and OU fans, and they are rabid and they are fierce and they are loyal. And Bedlam has been part of all of their sporting events for decades beyond. Football, men's and women's basketball, softball, baseball, tennis, soccer, you name it, Bedlam is part of the conversation. Well, we are looking now at the end of a very historic Bedlam series between these two women's basketball programs who for years have battled it out. The first of this matchup, February 3rd, which was over this past weekend, and Oklahoma getting an 81-74 to win. The second installment of Bedlam, unless they would meet in the Big 12 tournament, which could be the last time these two teams face off for many years to come, February 24th, which will be in Norman. But a big win for Oklahoma on the road 
at Oklahoma State. They had four players in double figures. Peyton Verholst, the transfer from Louisville, she not only had 10 points, she had 10 assists. They took care of the basketball, and they were incredibly efficient and got themselves a win. And that has put Oklahoma now at 9-1 and one atop of the Big 12 standings. There are seven teams in the Big 12 that are at 500 in league play. Oklahoma, Kansas State, West Virginia, Texas, Iowa State, Baylor, and Texas Tech. All teams trending, some trending in the right direction, some trying to hold steady. But we all know how difficult it is to win on the road. And Oklahoma did exactly that, going into Stillwater in the first installment of, Be of Bedlam and getting themselves an absolutely big W. I really like this Oklahoma team. I like what they've been able to do. They've got an outstanding leadership this year from Skylar Van. This was a woman, she was the sixth player of the year in the Big 12 the last two seasons, but has stepped into a huge role as a starter and has not disappointed. One of the top scorers in this league, as well as one of the best rebounders, and she shoots the basketball at such a high efficiency. This Oklahoma team going up, and they are one of the ones that we will continue to keep an eye on. All right, now, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the other teams that are trending in the right direction, some that might be trending down a little bit in the Big 12, but then how do you continue to look at the ones that say, I am just doing enough to survive? Well, that happens because you sometimes you just got to hold steady because this is an incredibly difficult league. But first, a message from our friends at LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business and you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role, that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats these days, and it might not have the time or the resources to hire. We've all been in that situation. There's just too much to do. You need help. LinkedIn Jobs can do it for you. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making that simpler and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA, all in, upper, in uppercase, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, this next segment of Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life. So today, I want to say how I feel about something. You might not even think it's a big thing this week, but it is something that is on the radar in the world of women's basketball. We can all probably have noticed on Twitter that there has been a video that has surfaced from Cheryl Swoops, the Hall of Famer from Texas Tech, having some interesting insight and comments about Caitlin Clark and her scoring record as it relates to Kelsey Plum when she broke the record at Washington to where Caitlin Clark is today. It's a struggle for me because it's all based on information that really isn't true. And you would hope that folks that get out there and do videos like that have the correct information to back it up. That isn't necessarily what you're going to see in that video. 
But we all know that therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports teams, and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. So if you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. Hi, everybody. Missy Heidrich, and thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Well, welcome back to Locked on Women's Basketball, and we are making the blitz. We are running all the way around the Big 12 Conference to give you all of the insight and things that are here. So now I want to talk a little bit about who's on the way up, who's trending up, who's trending down, who might be holding steady, and what are we going to have to look out for? Well, we've talked a bit about this Oklahoma team now sitting at 9-1 and one in the league. They are 15-6 and six overall. They have won six games in a row, absolutely on their way up. The other team that's trending up, is coming in this week up two spots, excuse me, up one spot in the AP poll, and that is West Virginia in at number 22 this week in the national polls. I absolutely believe this is a Mountaineer squad that is trending up. There were so many questions coming in for first-year head coach Mark Kellogg and his squad at the beginning of the season. Not a ton of depth. Trying to figure out if some of the players that were looking to come in because of the transfer portal would be available. And then would some of the players that followed him from Stephen F. Austin be able to make that transition to the Big 12 and really hold their own? Well, they have absolutely done that and more. This Mountaineer squad has won six games in a row. They're in at number 22 in the national polls, and they're 8-2 and two in league play, 19-2 and two overall so far on the season. They are coming off a 76-69 win on the road at BYU, one of the most difficult things to do, win on the road. We say it all the time. You've got to hold home court, and you've got to, get a couple, you've got to steal a couple on the road. Well, West Virginia did just that, and they get continual huge, huge games from one of my favorite players in the Big 12 and maybe one of my favorite guards in the country in J.J. Quinterly, the junior. She is so explosive. She is like Rory Harmon. If Rory, and that would have been one of the best matchups all season if Rory Harmon hadn't gone down with her injury. Would have loved to see those two battle it out out front. But J.J. Quinterly has a motor on both ends of the floor. And this West Virginia squad continues to battle. You look at their numbers right now, they're averaging 73.8 points a game, which is tops in conference play in the Big 12, and they're holding teams to just 58.8 points per game. Number one in scoring margin, and they've been able to do it with great balance on both ends, but also being led by Quinterly, a player who's averaging just under 20 points a game. And this team now finding a way to win. And as they did it in that game, they had four players in double figures and the balance is what is happening for West Virginia. They absolutely are trending up. 
another team that's trending up has to be this Texas Longhorn squad. They took their lumps, but yet they're just 21 and three overall. It seems as though, and it felt maybe that Texas would really stumble and they had to find their footing a little bit without Rory Harmon, but they've been able to do that. All of their losses have been in big 12 play, but they're eight and three right now sitting there in that upper part of the standings right behind Oklahoma, Kansas state and West Virginia. Eight and three in the Big 12, 21 and three overall. And they have found a way to win games mainly because they are riding the shoulders of some outstanding players, including freshman Madison Booker. Now, Booker continues to be one of those players who makes a splash all across the country. She is again the Big 12 freshman of the week as voted on in a weekly award winner. And you go to a huge win, I thought, for Texas on Sunday as they were able to beat Kansas State 61-54. to They controlled that game from the get-go. They really pounced on Kansas State and did what Oklahoma did to them, it felt like. Made them play out of system, forced them into some very difficult shots, and were able to use their size and their strength down low to be able to just battle and battle and battle. 20 points, 6 assists from Madison Booker, 13 points and 8 rebounds from Taylor Jones. I thought she was incredibly efficient and very effective on the offensive glass. She had 5 offensive rebounds, a couple easy putbacks to start the second half, which really kind of helped Texas separate themselves, gave them a big lead. Kansas State made a run, which is what you know that they can do because of their ability to get to the rim and that they're finding ways to score and if they can get hot. But that did not happen from behind the three-point line. They were just three of 21. You force them to hunt threes, you force them to shoot quick threes, and they could not do it at a high level. So this Texas team able to shut Kansas State down. Now this is a Wildcat squad as they kind of lead my group of people that are trending down a little bit simply because they were on such a high of being the number two team in the country. And then you've got two very difficult road games where they lose at Oklahoma, which we've talked about, and now this loss to Texas on Sunday, yesterday on February 4th. How does this K-State team respond? Well, they've got a few days off now. They do not play until the 10th when they will get Oklahoma State at home. Can they rebound a little bit and sort of regroup, figure out where some of those deficiencies have been? Ultimately, it hasn't necessarily been their defense. They held Oklahoma to 66 and still lost, and they held Texas to 61 and still lost. They've got to find a way to score without Ioka Lee in the lineup. They managed to do that, gutted it out early in a couple games, but just haven't been able to do it over the course of the last week. And it is tough to play on the road. And both OU and Texas did what you got to do. You got to hold home court. But the questions still linger. What will this team do without Ioka Lee on the floor? Well, that's a big question. And when will she be back? Well, all of the the release that came out with her injury that said it would be about four weeks, that she would be looking at coming back mid-February. That's a date that is circled. Probably not for Friday the 10th, could be the week following. Will that be the case? Hard to say. Felt as though that was kind of an aggressive timetable to be able to bring her back, especially since she had a surgical procedure, but that is all to be determined. Ultimately, for Jeff Mitty and his team, they just need to get Lee back as they think about hope, staying in the conversation of being a top 16 seed in the NCAA tournament because that would be and allow them an opportunity to play at home. A couple other teams that are probably on that trend down, the Iowa State Cyclones. Now, they are 7-4 and four right now, 13-8. and eight. They have been back in the top 25, but they've had a tough cup loss, tough, a couple tough losses, and they had one on Saturday, February 3rd. They lost at UCF 71 to 66. 
a disappointing loss on the road, but yet we know it is so hard for teams to be able to get wins and steal them. But this Iowa State team, yet still so young, being led by some outstanding freshmen. They've got one of the best scores right now in Audie Crooks. She's averaging just under 20 points a game. She's third in the Big 12 in conference scoring or during conference games. A talented post player. This Iowa State team is dangerous. You don't want to have them come into your gym because they can get hot and they find a way to win basketball games. Keep your eye on them right now. Probably not peaking or at the point they like. They've got to regroup a bit. And Oklahoma State, probably also a team trending down a little bit for me, coming off a disappointing loss at home in the first round of Bedlam to Oklahoma. Can they themselves regroup? We'll talk about games coming up and also a team that's trended down. And that has to be this TCU Horn Frog squad. They are just two and eight in Big 12 play, 15 and six overall. The biggest question mark for TCU, we all know, and for those that didn't know the story a few weeks ago, because of injury and a host of other things, had to forfeit two Big 12 games. Now, that does impact their Big 12 standings, does not impact their overall record, which is a bone of contention for some people as we talk about things like net and would that still give them space to be in the big 12 tournament? Very difficult when they've only won two games so far, this team was so heavily relying on Madison Connor and Sedona Prince to big time transfers that Mark Campbell has brought in in his first year. Prince has been out with a broken finger. The hope is that she will return for the Horn Frogs sometime in the month of February. That is still to be determined. Now TCU can be dangerous. Can they find a way to get themselves some wins? Absolutely. But they were beaten by Kansas 81 to 74. Tiana Jackson, one of the players kind of helping Kansas to hold steady right now. They would be a team that I feel is right there on that cusp. They are five and six. They need to get themselves back to 500 in conference play. They are 12 and 10 overall. Texas Tech holding steady, five and five, 16 and seven. Projections over the weekend, six Big 12 teams that would be headed into the NCAA tournament field. We will see where this goes. All right. When we come back, we are going to talk about some of the games that you need to watch maybe in the next 10 days or so within the Big 12. And then also some Super Bowl connections that you may or may not have known about. Well, happy Super Bowl to all of you that celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you are like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite snacks, and placing some super bets. I live in the Kansas City area, and so, of course, everything is Kansas City Chiefs all day, every day. Put your money on Patrick Mahomes, put it on Travis Kelsey, maybe put it on Rasheed Rice, but Andy Reid and his offense and this Kansas City Chiefs team, they do not disappoint. P.S. They are the defending Super Bowl champions. So if you want to beat the best, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. So the 49ers are going to have to try to beat the Chiefs. But FanDuel has so many ways that you can end the season with a W or two or maybe three. So not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, Travis Kelsey, how many points will be scored, always go with Patrick Mahomes, and so much more. So new customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets for your first bet of $5 or more wins. So just finish, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
Hi, everybody. I am Missy Heidrich, and thank you for joining us here on Locked on Women's Basketball. We have been buzzing around the Big 12, talking about teams who are just trying to hold on, see if they can't be steady in the middle of that pack and the teams that are leading the way. So what happens now? Well, we've got a great week of basketball headed our way. Now, what's interesting is we know it happens in the month of February all across the country in every league, mid-major to the P5s and everywhere in between is that somebody's going to get a buy, and you get a day off here and there, which is very welcome. Welcome for coaches, welcome for the players, the support staff. It's going to be busy in the training room, I can tell you that, and busy in the academic center as they get themselves in shape for another few weeks as they head towards the end of the regular season. But a day off here and there and just prep time is huge for all of these teams. So let's talk about those teams we said that were trending up, the ones that have been on a roll. Oklahoma, they have won six in a row. What's next? Well, they have TCU at home on the 7th, and then they are at Iowa State on the 10th, a big matchup for both of those teams. Then on February 14th, happy Valentine's Day, they are going to be hosting Baylor. And then on the 17th, they are at West Virginia. So you look at those numbers and you think two unranked teams, but yet not easy at all. And then they will get two ranked teams after that the following week. A very big 14 days right here for Jenny Baranchek and her squad, who sits at 9-1 and one atop the Big 12 standings. West Virginia, they have won six in a row as well. What's up next for the Mountaineers? Well, that is a matchup on the 6th tomorrow, Tuesday. They get Texas Tech at home. And then on the 10th, a Saturday, they will go to Baylor. And then on the 13th, they will match up at TCU. So two games in the state of Texas back-to-back on the 10th and the 13th for West Virginia. But as we said, you got to hold home court. Their first line of business, they want to win seven in a row, and that'll be to play T- Texas. Excuse me. They will have Texas Tech on the sixth. All right. Now, this is a Texas team. Five of their last six games have been W's, including a huge one yesterday at home against Kansas State, who at the time was the number two team in the nation. What's next for the Horns? Well, it is at TCU on the 10th, and then they are at Houston on the 14th. So two games in their home state, both on the road. And then on the 17th, they will host Iowa State. That is a big run right there. I think three must wins for Texas as they look at themselves in the conference standing sitting there at eight and three. A couple other teams to keep an eye on as we move forward. This Kansas State squad, as we said, coming off two losses, needing to lick their wounds a little bit, see if they can't regroup still without Ioka Lee at least for another week plus. They will host Oklahoma State on the 10th at home Saturday the 10th against the Cowgirls. That, I think, will be a really good measurement of where this Kansas State squad both is physically and mentally because they know that this is an Oklahoma State team that was going to want to get out and run. J.C. Hoyt's teams play fast. They want to get out and go. Can you contain? And then can you not get caught up into a system as they did against Oklahoma and they did against spots against Texas where they just got kind of sucked into what their opponent wanted them to do. K-State can't do that against Oklahoma State at home. They've got to play within themselves. Then they will be on the road at Iowa State on the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. A lot of love up there in Ames. And then on the 17th, they will be back in Bramlage in Manhattan against UCF. One of those games could possibly be the return of Ioka Lee. We will keep our eyes on that. We talk about the Cyclones. What's next for them? Well, we have to say that they are going to be at, they have Oklahoma on the 10th, then it is Kansas State on the 14th, and at Texas on the 17th. So a huge string, all ranked teams, two at home, 
The Cyclones always, always play well in Ames. The Baylor Bears, we haven't talked much about Nikki Collins' team. It was a struggle for them against Texas when they played earlier this week. That game was a really good matchup, I thought, of both of those squads. They played on Thursday night on February 1st. Texas was able to get the win 67-55. to 55. Nikki Collins not at all happy, I think, with the ball movement, with the, the offensive efficiency of her team. It just wasn't there. They've got to rebound themselves. Now this Baylor squad, they did get a win on the fourth. They played at Houston yesterday. They won 83 to 60, kind of got back on the right track. Now they match up at BYU, a tough place to play on the seventh. And on the 10th, they will be home against West Virginia, another ranked team. And then on the 14th, it will be all love in Norman. Happy Valentine's Day. They will play Oklahoma. They will be at Oklahoma on the 14th. Oklahoma State, as we said, they will be on the road on the road in Manhattan on Saturday the 10th to match up against Kansas State. A great opportunity for them to go up against another ranked team. We've also talked about Kansas, who they themselves have the reigning Big 12 Player of the Week in Tiana Jackson, who's coming off a huge performance and where the Jayhawks have been. This is kind of live or die time. This again, the, they are living right on that cusp. Twelve and ten overall for Kansas. Five and six. They've got to get themselves back over five hundred. Can they do it? They will be at Texas Tech. Excuse me. They are at Houston at home on the eighth. Cincinnati at home on the fourteenth, and then at BYU on the seventeenth. A string of three games, all winnable contests, right there for Kansas. They absolutely need to get some of those. We talked about Texas Tech. They've been quietly kind of holding themselves at five hundred, five and five in the league, sixteen and seven overall aiming and hoping that they might be able to get themselves into that NCAA tournament. Krista Gerlach really wanting that and knowing that that would be a huge, huge accomplishment for their program. What's next for the Lady Raiders? Well, it is. we talked about that matchup at West Virginia, which is tomorrow, the 6th. And then they have UCF and Oklahoma State at home back-to-back, the 10th and then the 14th. Two big games there Always, always the message, ladies and gentlemen. You got to try to steal some on the road and you got to hold home court. That could not even be more true for Texas Tech over the course of the next 10 to 12 days. So, those are the games. Keep your eye on. We know there's going to be more. There's going to be an upset in there somewhere. Just be ready for it. And before I take off for today, I want to share with all of you the fantastic relations of Super Bowl and the Big 12 Conference. Well, the Super Bowl is set. Super Bowl 58. We know it is set. It is a rematch of the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Las Vegas on Sunday. Yes, they say she will be there. Taylor Swift will be there. So everybody get ready. And Usher is the halftime. So that's going to be fantastic as well. However, the Big 12 flavor is sprinkled all throughout this matchup. I'll give you a couple of the big ones just because I think they're intriguing. Number one is the quarterbacks. Everybody knows about Patrick Mahomes. He is a pride of Texas Tech. That is where he played his college ball. He's from the state of Texas. He played his college ball at Texas Tech. He loves his Texas Tech Red Raiders, and everybody knows it. But Patrick Mahomes is one of the very best and is on projection to see if he can't win two Super Bowls in a row. He's going to go up against the QB1 for the 49ers, who is Brock Purdy. Now, some of them know him as Mr. Irrelevant, the guy that was taken the very last in the NFL draft, the last pick ever in that season. 
But now, all of a sudden, Brock Purdy, the pride of Iowa State, originally from the state of Arizona, found himself in Ames, Iowa, made a name for himself, and helped to resurrect Matt Campbell and that Iowa State football program. He absolutely has done it and put himself on the map. You hope he gets paid. You hope it is a big day for Brock Purdy because he is a fantastic story. He is definitely not Mr. Irrelevant anymore in the Big 12 Conference. Now, the Big 12 is also generating some buzz because both of the coaches for these teams have Big 12 ties. Andy Reid himself played football and is a graduate of BYU, the newest member of the Big 12. And Kyle Shanahan, who is the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, he spent time as a backup receiver in the early 2000s at UT. So the last season of Texas in the Big 12, the head coach of the 49ers will be representing the Longhorns. And the first year in the Big 12, the BYU Cougars, they are represented by Andy Reid as head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. So whoever you cheer for, just know it is going to be a big day full. And there are a host of other players on both rosters that have ties to Big 12 schools. But those are the ones you're going to see a lot of come Super Bowl Sunday. So I hope you enjoy. Well, I just want to thank all of you for listening and for watching. So much happening in the Big 12 Conference of Women's Basketball. I'd love to keep you up to date. We will do this again soon because it's going to change probably within the next two or three days. But you can find me at Missy Heydrich at X, formerly known as Twitter. And then make sure you find all of my amazing colleagues over at thenexthoops.com. And then follow this podcast at Locked On WBB as well. Thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day. with The local experts of Locked On Plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Have a fantastic week, everybody. As I said, I hope the sun is shining in your neck of the woods and enjoy the lead up to Super Bowl Sunday on February 11th. Go Chiefs!